Thanks for tuning in to the IGM podcast. We're so glad you've decided to explore God's word with us. We look forward to connecting with you in email at infointegritygm.com or online at our website, www.integritygm.com. We hope this podcast encourages you to grow in the knowledge of God through his word. Be blessed. Greetings to everyone in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Today we're going to be introducing and sending a link to a video of a person coming to faith, and we want to do this once a week. There is something so powerful of our testimonies, and everyone that has come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and has known God's forgiveness through Him have a different testimony. Whatever background that you come from, Alan is with me here today. We have similar backgrounds, but his testimony is different from my testimony. However, when you listen to both of our testimonies, you will hear some consistency throughout those testimonies about God's faithfulness, of how we were lost, how God brought us back to the truth and the forgiveness of sins and knowing God and things about our our testimony, even though that they are so different at times, but there are threads that are very similar all the way through. And we're going to start linking you to people that have come to faith from different backgrounds. And at the same time, you're going to see some things in your own life that you identify with that individual. Today, we're going to link you with a man named Moti, And Moti is a believer in Israel. And in Israel, the believers, uh, Jewish believers, are not called Christians. They're called Messianics. Messianics are following the Messiah. The word for the Messiah that we understand, the concept, is the anointed one. In the Hebrew language, that is Messiah. In the Greek language, it is Christ. So whether you identify as a Christian or a Messianic, In the purest sense of the word, they both mean the same thing. We are following Christ. We are following the Messiah. So this is a man that grew up within Judaism, but let me be a little bit more specific. And Alan, you may ask a question about this if you have a question. He grew up as a rabbinical Jew. I always make the clarification. For me, biblical Judaism is through the Messiah, through the New Covenant, that came to the Jewish people and from the Jewish people to the world. This is the fulfillment of biblical Judaism with a circumcised heart through a new covenant, the forgiveness of sins through the Messiah of Israel. Moti grew up as a Jewish person under the rabbinical system. And the rabbinical system has been the shepherd over the nation of Israel, the Jewish people, since A.D. 70 till this day. And so if you're a Jew, you identify with the rabbis and their system, their oral law, their traditions, and they serve as a mediator between the people and God. Our mediator is one, Yeshua, the Messiah, Jesus, the Christ. He is our heavenly high priest. He is our mediator. He is the one that ever intercedes on the behalf of us. He is the one that is the way, the truth, and the life, and the only way to God. And so we don't see that in the rabbinical system. We see it in the Messiah. So Moti grew up as a Jewish young man. 
representing the the rabbinical system that has been the shepherd over the Jewish people, the nation that rejected their own Messiah, is under a rabbinical system and growing up under their teachings, their authority, their oral law, under the Talmud, under all of their traditions of the elders. And he grows up in a system that the number one enemy against the Jewish people many times is this faith called Christianity. Sharing the gospel to a Jewish person is one of the most difficult things and one of the most difficult places in the world to share the gospel is the nation of Israel because of all the history. And it's not a good history, Alan. There's a lot of persecution in Europe against the Jewish people sometimes within Christianity, sometimes from the Western Church, Roman Catholicism, sometimes from the Eastern Church, when you look at Orthodoxy, sometimes within Protestantism, and uh, look at Martin Luther and all of his anti-Semitism at the end of his life. It really is a bad scar on us and our history, and we reject that completely. Some of their writings, actions, the the persecution against the Jewish people throughout the centuries, and they look at it, okay, what was the cause of a lot of our our suffering? It's this one called Yeshu. That's an anacronym that they're told to call him not Yeshua, which is his Hebrew-Aramaic pronunciation of Jesus, which means salvation, but Yeshu is an anacronym that means may his name be blotted out forever. So for a Jewish person under, under the rabbinical system to come to faith in Yeshua, the Messiah, it is a work of God's Holy Spirit. And yes, you have to break down some walls, and there are some things that have to be done. And I've never seen a Jewish person under the rabbinical system just come to faith after one time sharing with them. It's usually years of sharing and planting seeds in their hearts and others coming and watering those seeds and then God bringing the increase and opening their heart. What I'm saying through this, listen to Moti's testimony. It's in Hebrew with English subtitles. Listen to what he shares. And as you listen to it, my hope and my prayer is that it will give you greater insight and how to share the good news, the gospel about their Messiah, about a new covenant that was promised to them, about salvation that you can share with them and also understand the struggles that they will go through if they ever, ever name the name of Yeshua. And I hope that also that you'll have a greater love for the Jewish people as you listen to this testimony and in months to come and years to come, more testimonies of Jews coming to faith in their Messiah that you'll have a greater love and appreciation for the Jewish people than you've ever had within your life. Everything that we have in the name of Yeshua, everything that we have as a faith comes from the Jewish people. The covenants, the law, the prophets, the word of God, and ultimately the Messiah, the Son of God, all came from the Jewish people, the nation of Israel, the Hebrew people, and now salvation has come to the world. I hope through this testimony you'll have greater insight, but you'll also have a greater insight to witness to them, but also a greater love and affection for the Jewish people. Any comments, Alan? Yeah, I think um, what you said was was powerful, that 
especially with, you know, rabbinical Jewish folks, that, that it's not, you know, and, and we know that Christ can save in an instant and it can be an instant revelation. But, you know, I think in a Western society, if, if someone is, you know, comes out and says they're a Christian, it's almost like, great, even if someone's an atheist, they say, well, they're, they're going to be a better person, so it's not looked down on. You don't necessarily have to count the cost um, in a sense where um, Jewish believers, you know, their family could shun them, you know, this whole nation that they love and that they're raised in immediately turns against them in a lot of ways. And they say, how can you do this? How can you make this choice? You know, because like you mentioned, they're so used to the pain that, that Christianity, you know, the wrong sex have caused to them over the years. So for them and, and for, for other religions, you know, sometimes as Westerners, we can forget that. People changing, you know, from Judaism or from Islam, there really is a cost that they have to count and they have to say, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to believe Jesus the Christ and follow him, but it's going, to, it's going to cost me personal things. It's going to cost family. It could cost jobs. It could cost their whole economic stability. So I think going into that, witnessing to people in those you know, circumstances, there needs to be kind of an empathy to say, you know, it may just not, you know, we know it's true. We're speaking the truth to them, but they may have questions. There may be some follow-up. They, need, they may need to go study because there is a real decision that they need to make. This could be some consequences that we would look at as negative. But, I mean, as Christians, we know the ultimate. We have our eternal joy in the Lord, and, and there's no greater blessing than that. But from a practical standpoint, you know, it could be a very tough decision for them. And I just wanted to ask you one question on, on rabbinical. And in my mind, I kind of correlate it to, I guess, Roman Catholicism, where, you know, they say these priests are the ones that got the message and they would speak in Latin and they would only know what the, the word was saying for a while. And that was kind of how they would put it out there. So everyone that was in that, you know, Roman Catholicism would have to listen to the priest and get their word from them. So is that similar from where the Jews would listen just to the rabbis, and so these few rabbis were the ones that could only hear from God and could translate and could give the message from them? So it was almost like they were looking to the rabbi versus looking to the actual word of God and studying their self, and that turned into more of the godlike figure for them. Yes, and you've asked a question, Alan, that I could spend two hours on right now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no. Uh, let me see if I can learn to keep it very short. The whole governmental structure of Roman Catholicism is built upon the governmental structure of rabbinical Judaism. Through a Sanhedrin, the chief rabbi was the voice of God on earth, the Sanhedrin that made a decision, even if it disagreed with the Word of God, is binding because they taught that God gave them authority as a father and a mother has authority over a child. And they will say, does a father and mother always make the right decision? And you say, no. But do they still have the authority to make that decision over the child? And I answer them in this way, no, only if the decision does not contradict the authority of God. And that stumps them a little bit because if, as a parent, you ask your son to lie, who has greater authority, God or you, in that situation? God. God does. But in the rabbinical system, they are the voice of God on earth, and they have authority. They stand as sages, as the mediators between God and the people, and their oral tradition, the tradition of the elders, 
is authoritative over everything within the Jewish people. Like one Jewish person said to me one time, we are blindly following the rabbis. They have authority. If they say do this, you do it. If they say don't do it, you don't do it. Now, without a Sanhedrin, the last Sanhedrin was disbanded about 358 A.D. Without that Sanhedrin, then as the Jews were scattered around the world, they didn't have an authoritative voice that was binding on all the Jewish people. But the Jewish people would follow whatever system, rabbinical system, that they wanted to follow. Roman Catholicism, now the word Catholic is a good word. It just means universal. But Roman Catholicism starts in the 4th century A.D. as the empire of Rome that was persecuting Christians is now making it where Christianity is not illegal. And in time, building the authority of the bishop at Rome of being the head authority over all the Catholic Church. That's called Roman Catholicism. That's not Catholicism, that's Roman Catholicism. When they're putting their governmental structure together, it is identical to the rabbinical system that is being disbanded at the same time and putting together a governmental structure where you have the Pope, the bishop, the voice of God on earth, all the cardinals, all the leadership, forming together, which is binding upon the believers, the followers of Christ, that if they say it, then you have to follow it, and tradition is on the same level as Scripture. It's an identical system. Now, some of the ironic things is, is in the Old Covenant, the Hebrew Scriptures, have you ever read about any rabbis? No. No. In the New Covenant Scriptures, have you ever read about an earthly priesthood that Christians are under. No. So in their own scriptures, there's not any rabbis. And in our own scriptures, the fulfillment of the old and the new through the Messiah, there's not any earthly priesthood. But in Roman Catholicism, you have priests, and the rabbinical system is ruled by rabbis. The governmental structures are the same. It is meant to hold people under their authority. You have to go through them in order to go to God. On Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, it is the rabbi that declares the sins are forgiven over the people within their synagogue. In Roman Catholicism, it is the earthly priesthood that they have established that says your sins are forgiven. You have to go through them for confession in order to go to God. None of it is scriptural, but both of them are governmental structures that holds the people in bondage and blindness and if you're angry about that get over it (laughs) but this is the reality now when a person bound in roman catholicism that comes to faith in christ and we're saved by the grace of god through faith in jesus christ and we don't have to go through an earthly priesthood wow the joy that is in their heart same thing when a rabbinical jew comes to faith and that is broken And they come to God simply through their own Messiah. It's incredible to see the work of God. So let's pray. And thank you for asking that question. That wasn't two hours long. I think that was about seven or eight minutes. Heavenly Father, thank you for the testimony of Moti. Thank you that Jews are coming to faith in Yeshua, their Messiah, all around the world and also in the land of Israel. Thank you for the Jewish people. Thank you, God, for 
the work of redemption that has come through them, and thank you for the promise. And it's always been about a promise and a covenant and a faith. Thank you for the promise that you're going to restore them back to the land and you're going to redeem them from the inside out, we pray. Thank you for this. In Yeshua's name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you'd like to learn more about IGM or have any questions about this podcast, feel free to reach out to us at info at and connect with us on Instagram at integrity underscore global and Facebook at Integrity Global Missions. If you like our podcast, please share it and leave a review. Thank you for listening. Have a blessed day.